This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this podcast, There Has to Be a Beach. That phrase was expressed to me recently by my wife's cousin who was visiting for a few days. There has to be a beach. She lives just two and a half hours from a beach now in Jackson, Mississippi. But when she moves into retirement living mode, she wants to be right on a beach. She wants to hear those waves all day long. She wants to sit in the shade and read books and read books and read books. For variety, she'll sprinkle in a stiff scotch with great regularity. Her husband, on the other hand, is focused on the financial end of retirement. He's looking for retirement homes that they can afford for the duration. He wants to sell the house they now occupy and move into one of those retirement living complexes that offer various levels of care, from just providing you an apartment to including one meal a day to full food service and then nursing care when you need it. I think they call it extended care. He also wants to locate in the Midwest where he feels like he will get good, down-home personal care. None of that impersonal, big-city, casual stuff. He has one spotted in his old home state of Iowa that fills the bill. Funny how people think of different things when they consider where they want to live during retirement. I have two sisters who live on farms in Iowa. Kids are grown, last of the crops are in, land is sold or rented. Yet they continue to find comfort in living in the very same house they have lived in for what must be 40 or 50 years. They are not moving. They are not moving to Arizona, nor even into town. We met some folks for coffee last week who retired from Billings, Montana to Port Townsend, Washington. They did this when they retired, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Billings, Montana was where they were born and raised. Cattle country, mining country, big country, pickup trucks and gun racks. Lived there all their life. They love Port Townsend. It's a boater's town, right on the salt water. It's an artist town. Everyone makes something. Lots of long dresses, long hair, Birkenstocks, and great coffee. Lots of charm and not enough money to buy the art produced. They love it. We retired 28 years ago. We were pretty young to be doing such a thing, but the opportunity presented itself and we grabbed it. We loved where we lived in Anchorage, Alaska, but decided to look around for something we might find even more satisfying. And what would that place look like? We wrote down our dream before we went looking. A temperate climate, not hot, not cold. We wanted a university in the town, and we wanted it on the west coast. We dreamed of it being close to mountains and salt water, and we wanted it close to a big city. We also wanted a place not so small that we would know everyone, but not so big that we couldn't feel like part of the community. We found what we wanted in Bellingham, Washington. It had everything on our list. Temperate climate, not hot, not cold. Western Washington University, a school of about 15,000 undergrads, was just right. 
It's set on Bellingham Bay, part of Puget Sound, and the snow-capped Cascade Mountains rose up to the east. Seattle lay 90 miles south, and Vancouver, B.C., 65 miles north. Bellingham was a town of about 75,000 and was just the right size to get to know your neighbors and neighborhood, or get lost just across town. We could become active in community affairs. It's worked for us. First we had the dream. We wrote it down. Then we went looking, and we found what we were looking for. We feel very lucky. I do recall a few moments of doubt the very week we made a down payment on the house we've lived in these past 27 years. We were living in a rented dwelling up close to the college. The plan was to just rent for a few months and then move on to another town on our list. One Friday night in October, gunfire woke us at two in the morning. We were sound asleep. The shots sounded like they were just outside our bedroom window. There were three shots, and they sounded like a shotgun. The shots were rapid, followed by complete silence. We wondered if we'd heard firecrackers instead of gunfire. Coming out of a deep sleep, our mind was not working well. Our dog would not settle down. Brenda got up and let it out the back door, but it wanted back inside almost instantly. We went back to sleep. A couple of hours later, and bright floodlights lit our bedroom. A voice sounded. We're inside. It's all right. I don't know which happened first. The lights or the voice. The shout came from outside our bedroom windows. That was a good thing. At least the person wasn't in our house. We leaped out of bed, pulled on some clothes, and stepped out into the lights. Several police officers stopped us in the yard. There'd been a shooting reported, and they were investigating. Two people were dead as well as a pit bull guard dog. They lived in the upstairs of a garage that sat right behind their house. They had a sticker on their door. These premises are guarded by a 12-gauge shotgun three nights a week. You guess the nights. Someone had. A low crime rate was one of the reasons we'd chosen to put a down payment on a house in this town. This was an example of a drug deal gone bad. We knew the victims and the shooter. The victims were students that had dropped out of college for a semester or two and were into trucks, pit bulls, and guns. They liked to go four-wheeling. I guess they also liked to do some drugs. The shooter was an off-campus friend. IQ in the low 70s. Two mutual friends had put him up to being the trigger man. It was a mess. Our choice of a place in which to retire, came under question. This was supposed to be one of the best places in America in which to retire, but the shooting placed a few doubts in our minds. We breathed a little sigh of relief, knowing our new home purchase was at least in a different neighborhood. Only later did we learn that the infamous Ted Bundy had killed one of his victims just a block away from our new home. Choosing a place to retire can be daunting or exciting. It depends so much on the different desires of individuals. Some love hot weather. I have a sister that lives in Sun City, Arizona, and she loves it when the temperature climbs over 110. Some love rural life, and others want the hustle and bustle of a city. 
Some like to stay close to what they know well, and others like everything new and different. One thing about it, wherever you go, there you are. You always take yourself with you. But as for us, we're not moving. As for the gunfire at night, it's never been repeated. This is Retirement Talk with something to think about. What would your ideal place to live look like? Is it out there? If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.